nine product launches, over 50,000 customers that have purchased at least one of your SKUs. I think you did in 2020 about 4 million of top line revenue and grew a massive email list. Is that all correct? You're nailing it. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Patrick Sherwin. He's helped innovate off-grid independent solar solutions for cooking, cooling, phone charging, lighting, and now is developing products for water purification and shelter. All of the GoSun products environment are environmentally friendly and ideal for recreation, off-grid power outages, disaster relief, which would be useful right, right now down in Louisiana, and developing countries that have minimal power infrastructure. Patrick, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do this, Nathan. You last came on pre-COVID, uh, and I remember being really impressed because I'm summarizing here, so correct me if any of this is wrong, but you said your first product was Go Sun Sport back in like 2017. You seeded that with like 1K, raised 213 grand on Kickstarter, took eight months to deliver it. But since then, you've been nine product launches, over 50,000 customers that have purchased at least one of your SKUs. I think you did in 2020 about 4 million of top line revenue and grew a massive email list. Is that all correct? You're nailing it. That's amazing. Okay. So what's happened since then? Update us over the past 18 months. Any new products? Oh, yeah. Plenty of new products and plenty of growth. Um, I think you mentioned briefly, we launched a water sanitation and purification system. Basically, in, in response to COVID, we accelerated the development of something that we knew would be really helpful for people that are seeking more times away from home, outdoors. We're all feeling pretty trapped at home. Uh, that product is basically a kitchen sink in your backpack. Uh, it can also turn into like a camping water purification system as well as a shower. So stay out longer, feel clean. Uh, we work on a, a coffee brewing system. Uh, so we came up with an all-in-one travel mug, French press, and heater. So you basically can make coffee anywhere, anytime, as long as you have a 12-volt port. Uh, we're now also working on a bunch of power, uh, kind of mobile solar generator systems, um, ultimately just fueling, fueling people's outdoor lives where kind of recreation and preparation kind of coincide. Let's talk about that filter plus sink plus shower. You won in tw- last year. Well, this year, the CES Innovation Awards. It's billed right on your website at $223. Help describe a little bit more. Why did you win that award from CES? What makes the product so unique? Yeah, I think what we ultimately do well is we combine existing technologies into a new ecosystem, so to speak. Uh, I took a USB-powered pump that I found from an aquaponics system in a classroom, just this tiny little water pump. And then I combine that with a three-stage water filter, which is similar to like the life straw, you know, where you can drink straight out of a stream. Uh, and so instead of hanging out next to a stream, like if you've ever gone backpacking, you have to make your own water or you're pumping it or you're squeezing it through a bottle. This little USB powered pump does the job of pushing the water through the filter. And then we use that same pump to run a little faucet. Uh, and the faucet has a little switch on it that uh, then activates the power bank that comes with it. It can be run directly on solar, of course, because we're GoSun. And, you know, that whole ecosystem come together has never been seen before. And then it, it just happens that it turns into a really wonderful shower 
Uh, and what's cool here is you're talking water conservation. So when you are off grid, you don't have to haul around huge amounts of water, whether that's in your van or your vehicle, your RV, uh, or if you're just, like I said, backpacking, uh, it sips on water. It uses one-tenth the water consumption of a typical faucet. So it's kind of like the LED of water consumption. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm curious, you know, people are always tinkering around with the right filters to use here. You say specifically that this filters out, I believe, 99.9% of sort of things that can be, you know, harmful to uh, pathogens uh, and things of that nature, uh, harmful to humans. You chose to go with, I think, a polycarbonate uh, filter uh, plus uh, nano alumina and polypropylene. I, I'm saying all those things like I know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just reading off your website, but why are those the right materials? <laughs> well, it, it, it's, uh, there's a million directions to go here. And keep in mind, this is fresh water, not desalination. Um, and ultimately, it's able to maintain a low head pressure. So we can, we can still push the water at a fairly quick rate uh, using that tiny pump. Um, and then it's, uh, it, it's long lasting and um, doesn't require any maintenance. So like the the life straws, which are beautiful uh, ceramic filters, they require a back flush after just about every use. The back flush is really challenging. Most people don't do it. It requires distilled water and therefore the pump or the the filters get clogged pretty quickly. And ours, ours, we're not designing people to have to maintain uh, after its usable life, which is about a thousand liters. You just replace that filter element. And it has three stages. Like I said, it, it filters. Um, it also has an activated charcoal filter, so you get you can reduce any kind of flavor issues in the water. Patrick, there's a lot of people listening right now that are software people that tinker around with physical products in their free time, but it's just tinkering. They never really systematize, operationalize, find a manufacturing plant, sell a couple of units, etc. Walk me through how you do that. I mean, how did you go from camping guy that wants like clean water out of the stream under five pounds, a thousand liter life to actually manufacturing this thing and being able to list it for 223 bucks on your website? You know, that's a great question. I, I use a lot of spreadsheets. We do a lot of evaluation. We have a bit of a formulaic process for product development and launch. Um, and then we have a lot of great partners in Asia. Um, we found someone making something very similar in Taiwan. We found another similar manufacturing product in China. We, we kind of partnered together when we would basically just ask them to refine those products to meet our more stringent specification. And then, you know, we have an assembly facility in um, China as well, where, where we have um, all these parts and pieces come together uh, where we put together, we have, um, like, like you mentioned earlier, we have 10 solid, unique SKUs that we assemble ourselves and manufacture more or less ourselves in China. So we're up to speed to be able to deliver. And, and so what are your cogs specifically on this $223 product, FlowHub? Flow um, like off the top of my head, it's going to be somewhere around 80 bucks. And so okay. we get we try to push for margins, gross margins that are over 50%, somewhere around 60 on something like this. Mm-hmm. Is that how you figure out pricing? You always just look at your costs and then market, you know, you want to then optimize top line for 50 to 60% margin? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, whenever we go into the 50 gross margin realm and below, we need super high volume and we're not a high volume manufacturer, even though, you know, we look, we look pretty big and we do move a thousand units. We have containers on the oceans every day. We, we just aren't the Coleman or the Yeti uh, of volume. And so we, we have to keep our margins high. 
Mm-hmm. Who do you use to track like your freight? Do you use any, use any like freight forwarding or shipping planning tools? You know, we've tried and we've, we've kind of struck out with a lot of um, like 3PL logistics partners. Um, uh, we basically have, have resolved to using people that we've used a bunch in the past who uh, they often don't have the perfect transparency of where something is. Um, but at the end of the day, they get it to us at a pretty good rate. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned in 2020, uh, I believe that you um, you passed over 50,000 unique customers. What will you pass at the end of this year? I think it's going to be over 100k. We delivered oh, wow. um, in the last year and a half. We delivered a product, a small product. In fact, I've got one here that's uh, a set up, of yeah. portable portable utensils. Basically, you can. Uh, you can, instead of throwing away plastic, every time you eat a carry out meal, these will fit in oh. your wallet. And when you, is it that. bendable? Is it like tin foil yeah. or is it yeah, sturdy? It's made out of stainless steel. Okay. So it's, it's pretty, it's real, it looks pretty sturdy. Yeah. You can definitely, you can cut. In fact, the spoon has like a little serrated edge. So one of my designers was tired of throwing out plastic. We hate plastic. Ah. So we will that make it through airport security? It does. And they actually love to look at it too. They're like, what is that? Yeah, uh, I we bet they look like, at it. <laughs> we shipped 40,000 of these. So that was like a whole new. And the main reason we did this was to try to get more, you know, younger customers uh, and more of that, um, you know, that, uh, that uh, you know, uh, what are you, loss leader type of customer, you know, get, get a higher volume of customers that will then hopefully see our whole ecosystem and this being our, our entry or gateway into the ghost sound experience. That's really interesting. So you charge $15 for this. Do you still have 50 to 60% gross margins on this? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We, okay. Yeah. So Actually, they what, might like be more like bucks? 70% because something like this, like we have such a volume on something like this, tiny amount of plastic, amazing uh, little, these are like four bucks and we charge like 15. So that's a, yeah. that's a healthy gross margin. And then walk me through the consumer experience. Okay. So, so they find it. I want to talk about how you sold 40,000 if you use Facebook ads or how you did that. But once they find you, how do you upsell them on, on more expensive items or more of your product catalog? Yeah. I mean, we'll use, um, we'll use email for the, the bulk of our uh, upsells. We're starting to use more SMS as well uh, to kind of introduce people into our sales and, you know, today's deals and today's deals page is constantly curated with bundles and, and different arguments that we have in the fuel-free frontier. Uh, we've definitely used a lot of Facebook and Instagram ads over the years. How, how much? Like how much last month on ads? Um, I know that like in general, uh, in 2020, we doubled down because of the pandemic. We saw the opportunity that our technology fit really well in outdoor rack and resilience. We spent around 300K in 2020 and that generated about 1 million in revenue. Mm-hmm. So we get about a three, a little over three uh, return on ad spend. Yep. And now I think we're still pushing pretty heavily, probably something around seventy-five k a month for you know about two hundred k in in revenue. And so, what do you think you'll finish this year with in terms of total revenue? It'll be over five million. So mm-hmm. you know the pandemic wasn't just a blip, a blip in the in the radar for us. Uh, it was uh, taking on a whole new. Uh, a whole new diet of business, a whole new scale. So five million in revenue, up from four million a year ago. Fifty thousand customers, up to hundred thousand, mainly because of those metal utensils. You're now working on, you know, driving and expanding them. Uh, you know, are you know, community is a real moat 
Are you, would you ever launch like a, or do you already have one that I don't see on the website, like a community for backpackers, hikers, people that like these sorts of products? We do have a Facebook community. Uh, it's called the Facebook community kitchen, uh, facebook.com backslash groups backslash go sun. There's like 8,000 users in there that mm-hmm. post on a regular basis, uh, how they're using our technology. We're trying to get more people to use other technologies of ours, like our coolers and our, you know, our utensils and, and talk more about them, what they like about them, how do they use them, uh, how do they hack their, you know, how do they add different uh, things together to come up with better use cases. Yeah. Here's a good one posted 23 hours ago from Adina Travis Floyd says, she's grateful for our ghost son in Louisiana after the pass of hurricane Ida will be without power for a couple of weeks. According to our energy provider, while we're in cleanup phase, tired and weary, we'll stay, we'll be, be having hot cooked meals. Thanks to our ghost son sport and our ghost son fusion. Uh, and then she showed a picture of her uh, crawfish boat and wrapped in bacon in your, in your oven there. So this is working nicely. That's what makes all this worth it. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that's changed since we talked last is, you know, I've always been pretty big into, into resilience as you marked me. I'm a, I'm a camping outdoor guy and I'd love to have my wherewithals when I'm out and about. Um, turns out that the pandemic really drove that into everyone's psyche. Um, you know, uh, you, you want to be able to be outside and be comfortable to have your uh, your services, and you know, we want to move away from from propane and fire and ice. And so, GoSun really provides a new way of doing this, but in fact, is more convenient and, and better performing than the alternative. Mm-hmm. What is your, how many total SKUs do you have? I mean, I'm scrolling on the page right now, like including obviously the your, your hat and your backpack, the collapsible sink that sold out. I mean, what you probably have like 30, what is it, 30, 40, 50 SKUs? Yeah, I think like core SKUs, it's about 20 that are like unique to us. And then we mm-hmm. just combine and make bundles out of them. Uh, and if, you know, we don't really count the little, the little accessories in that number. Uh, what's but, your you team? Know, you still have about 10 people? Uh, we're up to about 15 now. 15. Okay. Uh, we've had to hire another engineer. Uh, we've got a sourcing professional now. Um, it, we just, you know, and we have a huge, we have an even bigger backlog development. Um, so we have more and more products that we want to get into the cycle. And that's, that's kind of the bottleneck. Patrick, my big question for you is a lot of software companies struggle with distribution. I imagine there are some types of software that folks like you really love to use. Just look at your favorite apps on your phone. Have you ever looked at partnering? I mean, using your quarter million person email list, partnering with software apps to drive more revenue and sort of more lock in your community into your into your community? Yeah, we've done a little bit, but I'd love to do more. And I would love to hear more of the suggestions from your community. Um you know, I'm a big believer in in software as a as a driver. I mean, I think I mentioned last time we were on, um, Figma has been super helpful for for graphic layout. Shopify, of course, for just general web sales. We do have some plugins for like communications, the attentive. Um, we use something called Shipping Easy to help our customers make sure they're in tune with their orders. Um, but but I'd love to do more, and I'd love to do more on all this amazing, relevant uh, social media. Uh, you know, to get more engagement with consumers. Well, on- what are your favorite like consumer apps? Like, are there like is there like a hiking trail app, or like you know the best way to position your thing to direction of the sun, or like do you use any apps like that? Let me look at my phone and see what I'm what I'm using often. Obviously, weather. 
uh, I love Clubhouse. I've been starting to listen into a lot of stuff there. That's not that much related to your question. Um, uh, just looking through here, you know, outdoorsy uh, Airbnb, you know, get you out and about. Um, I just wonder what would happen, Patrick, if you emailed your full list with just a very simple question, which is, um, what are your favorite software apps for camping? And like, yeah. see what people say. Cause I bet you there's going to be like a core five to 10. And I bet you, you could go out and either build a clone of one of those and then sell it to your community or go buy the thing, the, that actual thing yourself and bring it in house where margins could be, you know, 70, 80, 90% and keep fueling your business. That's what I get good excited call. about, but I'm, I'm biased though. It's not a, it's not a good call. It's just, I'm biased to software. So. Hey, you guys are, you know, you guys are leading the world now, you know, the, the millennial, if you will. And, uh, you've got me convinced that, uh, that the app life and the interconnect with tech and, and kind of the, the in, the in crowd that who knows that, you know, like people know what's good and they share that. And if you're aware and connected, you'll be, you'll be given the good beta on the best place to go camp. So I'm all about it. Uh, something I'll definitely look into. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, though, let's wrap up with the famous five. Patrick, number one, favorite book? Oh, gosh. Crossing the Chasm. I, uh, it's still one of my favorite books. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I continue to like Elon Musk these days. He's hot shit. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Um, I'd say Figma. Number four, how many hours of sleep? I try to get seven to eight. That's good. And situation, what you're still one, still one I've kid and 43. Wonderful girlfriend. Yep. One kid, <laughs> 43, not married, but wonderful girlfriend. What last question? What do you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, I wish uh, taking action was more important rather than, um, you know, watching the action. So uh, invest, uh, write about it, uh, buy it and try it and burn it up. Uh, but, uh, but action is what is really what where genius lies. Guys, he really grew during COVID selling $15 little flatware kits that cost him four bucks to make. He shipped over 40,000 of them metal utensils over the past 18 to we'll call it 16 to 18 months. They did about $4 million in revenue last year, past 50,000 customers. This year will break $5 million in revenue, over 100,000 customers, mainly selling physical products with really interesting margin profiles, 60, 70%, but a massive community, 8,000 in the Facebook group, 250,000 on his email list. If I was a betting man, I'd say Patrick's going to build a very successful software company inside of this community one day. Patrick, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. It's a pleasure.